Hey there, welcome to this episode of The Outcast. I'm your host, Trisha, and thank you so much for tuning in. I know I've been gone for a while now, and I'm sorry about that. Since 2021 started, I've been pretty busy with schoolwork and decided to take a break from this podcast because of how stressed and tired I'd been feeling recently. So I thought it would be best if I tried to figure out why I was feeling so lost about my goals and feeling so low, basically just clear my head, you know, and try to take care of myself. Well, unfortunately, that didn't work out. What I ended up doing was supporting this sort of illusion in my mind um, that self-care and self-reflection are, I wouldn't say easy, but rather things I can just believe will give me immediate relief from my pain if I simply go around in my head saying that, okay, I'm going to stop worrying about um, what's upsetting me and instead invest some time into my own well-being. I can only speak for myself, and what I learned was that subconsciously, I was using the prospect of giving myself time to understand why I was so lost as an excuse to run away from the things that were scaring me. It's very hypocritical, I know, that in all my previous episodes, I keep reminding you guys to take care of yourself and remember that you're worth more than you think you are, when I'm just not practicing what I'm preaching, you know? And it's awful. It really is. Because throughout my past, I've been the sort of person who would advise other people and like friends about what to do or how to solve their problems. But in the process, my own daily struggles built up and I just pushed them under the carpet until I tripped over them. Just like what happened recently. 2020 had been a dark year for me, especially the last couple months when I was um, transitioning towards a more positive mindset because I kept getting pulled back towards the confounding sadness I had been feeling all year long. Um, And I think when 2021 started, even though more often than not, I felt more comfortable in my own skin, I kept running around in circles. Like in the back of my head, there were always millions of thoughts that kept telling me how I didn't deserve what I had that I didn't deserve to be happy or loved. And at some point, it really got to me. I sort of started drifting away from the things I was supposed to be doing, like my schoolwork, and just started spending most of the daylight hours in bed, tired, and not even being able to understand why. It's kind of like floating in space, you know? You keep moving and drifting around in the vacuum alone, not realizing how quickly time is passing by. There's this song by Coldplay, one of my favorite music bands, called Spies, and I really relate to that song. If you haven't listened to it already, you should definitely go check it out. Its first verse says, I awake to find no peace of mind. I said, how do you live as a fugitive down here where I cannot see so clear? I said, what do I know? Show me the right way to go. That's basically how my mind has been. Every day I'd have to conform to the mundane aspects of my life, the routine of online school, and after that I'd be left exhausted because I barely survived through the morning. I was so lost in this notion that my existence was valid only if I managed to accomplish all the tasks on my to-do list, and criticizing myself has always been a part of me, and I think that 
Everyone has a way of evaluating themselves to become better versions of themselves. However, sometimes we take this way of evaluation a bit too far. Like how I've always done. Whenever I look myself in the eye, standing in front of the bathroom mirror. The thing about self-hatred is that you won't immediately be able to pinpoint it as a problem explicitly. Because it's a very unrealistic kind of creeper um, sort of plant. You let it grow unintentionally, using your tears and your darkness, until it wraps itself around your neck and chokes all the confidence out of you, (laughs) even if that sounds scary. You enter this room where all the walls are judging you for the way you are and the door seems to be locked from the outside. And the door seems to be locked from the outside. You don't even know how you got stuck in this room in the first place. It's disconcerting, it really is. I've met a lot of teenagers who've gone through similar things as I have and that really helped me to keep going because I knew that I wasn't alone in how I felt but at the same time I didn't know where I was going or how I was gonna get there. I could give you a million reasons why I hate the person I am or why I think so negatively about everything I do but that's not the point here. The point is that we tend to get so absorbed in the small, tiny details of our lives and the flaws they hold that everything else happening around us, the universe unfolding that's waiting for us to ask it for what we want in life so that we may go get it, we overlook it all, you know? Everything else just becomes blinking light and noise, white noise that we don't pay attention to. I've been thinking about this for a while and I think that You could look at it as if your life may be a bicycle. Over time, as you continue pedaling over smooth as well as bumpy roads and trails, your bicycle gets old, maybe a few scratches on it, had to face a flat tire or two, or its chains have begun to shift less fluently. You need to repaint them to avoid rusting, lubricate the chain so that you can continue pedaling your bike. What I'm saying is, even though your bicycle gets old and a bit worn out, you can still fix it and continue to use it. You can still continue to pedal and turn the wheels and choose which way you want to go. Just like that, we can work on improving ourselves every day, not just to survive, but also to live. Nobody's perfect, not even the people who make it seem like they are. We're all living in a life that's been set for us in motion, and now it's our responsibility to follow through. In the past couple weeks, I've had my own fair share of mental breakdowns that mainly consisted of me crying my eyes out because of how I only chose to look at the parts of me that were broken and constantly calling myself a terrible person for the mistakes I've made. Even as I'm talking about this, there's still a part of me um, which has all my fears and insecurities running through my mind. If you've read Harper Lee's famous novel, To Kill a Mockingbird, you would probably know this quote which said, People generally see what they look for and hear what they listen for. Isn't this true? We go around seeking appreciation from others about ourselves, about our body, about our accomplishments and whatnot, because either we're too prideful about ourselves, which is not what I'm choosing to focus on over here, or we deprecate ourselves to such a low place in our thoughts that we ignore our own inner voice, which is softly reminding us that we're beautiful and lovable too. How many times have you stared at yourself and appreciated your face, appreciated the pain, the happiness, the unique story of your life that it holds? 
instead of looking down at the parts you think are supposed to be deemed as ugly. In a world where access to social media is getting easier by the day, we can just scroll through our phones for hours and go underwater by comparing our lives with those of others without realizing that we're all unique in our own way and that our curves and our edges are supposed to be celebrated and not um, considered. You don't need to have a thousand followers on Instagram to begin to accept yourself and feel. French philosopher René Descartes said, Cogito ergo sum, which means, I think, therefore I am. What I'm trying to say here is, your existence and right to feel loved is not defined by the clothes you wear. It is not defined by society's ideal body type, which I find comically infuriating, the people who doubted you or let you down, or the wrongdoings of your past. But you cannot start to take care of your mental health or your lifestyle if you don't keep in mind that Temporary relief will never be the solution to a long-term battle. Sure, there's always the option to give up and push away the people who truly value you and admire you for who you are, even if you might feel like you're all alone. That's what I did. I let myself get caught up in everything that I believed was wrong with me and shut everyone out. Where did that get me? Nowhere. Nowhere at all. The only things I ended up accomplishing was disintegrating my peace of mind and my energy. I was drained in a sad way more often than I was satisfied with all the small steps I had been taking towards implementing the positive changes in my attitude. Let me give you an example. I'm not someone who usually makes New Year resolutions for myself, mainly because I'm just lazy and I forget that they exist. However, when January started, a chain of events led me to opening my eyes to how much of an overly judgmental person I had been in the past. It just all came rushing to me. The times when I had thought that I was at a higher pedestal than someone else simply because of something that they did, they did that I felt was um, worth looking down upon. I used this method of judging people and assuming that I had the right to decide what a person should or should not have done or become so that I could cover up my own insecurities and feel better about myself. When I began to think about this more deeply, I realized that this was a huge issue that I had never even bothered to solve inside me or even consider. My instant reaction was my ego trying to prevent me from admitting my faults and finding excuses for it, when there's nothing that can excuse the fact that I looked down at people for the smallest reasons, even though I may have never spoken to them or, or let myself understand why they did what they did. I felt awful and ashamed when I thought about the things I had done. I had to fight my pride and ego simultaneously too, and it took a um, tremendous amount of effort to decide that I wanted this to change. Um, I'd even read articles on the internet about how we build judgments against people in our minds based on our stigmas, traumas, or things that make us insecure. I would keep going back and forth between yelling at myself as I pushed my face mentally into a toilet to sitting in bed helplessly as I had just added one more point to the list called reasons I find myself despicable. I wouldn't listen to my friends when they told me that I was not despicable or terrible in any way. Um, all I chose to listen was the rising guilt inside of me. Yet, I woke up every day choosing to work on this flaw that I had slowly and steadily because I knew that my mind would not just get adapted to my new way of thinking in the blink of an eye. 
it could possibly take me a lifetime of always being careful and correcting myself whenever I got sidetracked. Still, I try my best to believe the people who tell me that I'm not as horrible as I think I am. There are days when I get sick to the stomach because someone says something good about me that I feel isn't true due to all the demons that I've been carrying on my shoulders. I tend to get unnerved when people appreciate my appearance and I'm still struggling with that because most most of my life I've always just never felt confident in the way I look and I'm still learning that it's okay to like the person I am. I don't take the time to appreciate how much my body has been doing for me, you know? Like, it's the only thing I will have at the end of the day. And if I don't take care of it, if I don't, if I don't feel grateful for what I have, then what's the point, you know, if you know what I'm saying? There are days when I reject every single compliment anyone gives to me, wave off their efforts to lift me out of this mental prison until some of them get frustrated and leave to save themselves in this turbulent ocean, though I don't blame them. You could say that if they were true friends, they would have stayed, but I don't really agree with that. Often, our personal experiences with being trapped in someone else's cycle of self-deprecation can leave us drained and pull us into thinking the same about ourselves. We need to understand that self-hatred does not stem from simply our own opinions. It stabs you in the back right when you least expect it, or have started to trust yourself. And that's the scary part. It's really hard to escape from the clutches of an acquaintance who let their low views about themselves affect you. Which is why I'm always on the edge, trying not to let myself be too pessimistic or let too many of my demons show up under broad daylight because as much as I might keep sinking in quicksand, I have a fear of losing people because I took them for granted and that stops me from weighing them down. That might not be the case with others because I've known some people who made me feel victim to their own self-abuse and managing to walk away from such a toxic situation, even though hurtful, was probably the best thing I could do to reduce the amount of unintentional self-hatred I was developing towards myself. There's a lot of things that I could list um, that I'm still learning about, like how not to consider a bad grade on a test as the end of the world. Since I was a kid, I was always praised if I came top of the class, but given looks of disappointment if I didn't score in the top 5%. I used to think of myself as a failure whenever I saw how other people in my class would score better than me and seem to have their whole life together, or when my math teacher told me this year that she expected better from me. I didn't stop to give myself any credit for even passing my tests or showing up for my classes even though my mental health had been deteriorating. I'd consider them all as lame excuses that shouldn't be stopping me from reaching perfection. Now though, I've started having a different mindset towards this, even though I'm still stressed about school and always worried I'm not doing enough to get into a good university. As silly as that may sound, it's always something that I've cared deeply about um, because having a stable future is one of my biggest goals. So. Uh, whenever I'm not able to stand up to my own expectations about myself, it really brings me down. It took me a year to realize that although an A on my report card could go a long way, the absence of it does not mean I'm diminished or incapable of achieving my goals. It does not mean I'm stupid, it just means I need to possibly look at what I'm doing in a different way, or maybe improve my work ethic.
You might feel like you only deserve to be treated poorly because of the way you are. But Martin Luther King Jr. said that hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Maybe giving people the chance to appreciate and cherish us as much as we cherish them isn't too bad. It's okay to open your doors for the ones you know you can trust, who've always been there for you even when you forgot about them. If you could relate with a few things I said, I guess you already know that being too harsh on yourself isn't going to get you anywhere. Even though we do it most of the time. Give yourself the permission to mess up. To forgive yourself for not being able to stand up to your own expectations or the expectations of others around you. Because you're not invincible. Ask for help when you see yourself falling too low. Because giving in to your inner demons is not the option here. And remember, it's okay to feel lost. Even if no one tells you that they're proud of you for waking up today and trying to get through whatever you're facing while you're on the verge of throwing in the towel, just know that I believe in you and that I am proud of you. I hope you liked this episode. If you wish, you could go follow my podcast Instagram at the underscore outcast underscore club. Please stay hydrated and eat some fruits today. And um, I'll see you soon.